listener. Welcome to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap and review a new romance novel each week. Have you been craving a bad boy alpha male hero or a plucky journalist heroine? Rachel Gibson serves up all of that and more in C. Jane's score. Full disclosure, we were both on about three hours of sleep for this episode, and the silly may or may not reflect that. Get ready for soup jokes that don't quite land, the wild world of dolphins, and a level of friendship you may not have been expecting. Hi, Erin. Good morning, Melody. Yeah. Hi. Woo! That sounded a little low energy. I don't care. It really did. <laughs> Get your shit together. So I want to know what time you went to bed and what time I you got up. That's what I want to know. Should talk about that. <laughs> was it like six a.m. eight a.m. Is that what we're looking at? No, it wasn't that bad. It was four thirty a.m. seven thirty a.m. That's the same. I think I think we did the same yeah. thing because I went to bed at one. I finished this book at one a.m. and then mm-hmm. I got up at three twenty-five. Yeah. So right, same. same yeah, I've got one one ish more hour on you, but um, okay. You know, we're doing the damn thing today. Yeah, but you probably can't go back to bed, which I'm going to after. That's this. true. I might nap with Ember. Oh, today. that sounds snuggly. Well, no, not in the same bed because he's gotten to the age where he's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" I sleep with my arms at my side, <laughs> and then I toss and I turn, and I'm a mess. <laughs> so. We don't nap in the same bed anymore, but um, I will nap concurrently. Gotcha. I might find it sound a little bit rough because I went to a beer festival last night. Oh. So from Hold on, listener. the hours. Wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you what it's like to be friends with Erin McCarthy sometimes. I've made choices here. <laughs> last night, she was like, oh, man, but, you know, I've got this um, I've got this dumb event before I can even start the book. And I was like, oh, man, Erin has like army things she's like no going I've never to some gone sort to an of army event mandatory no, ball need... or no, no. she's no. just getting strong arm to a beer event everyone how are you <laughs> how are you i'm good should we address the elephant in the room no we cannot address the elephant in the room damn it guys i, <laughs> I seriously <laughs> have not worn this onesie except for recording that's not true i was wearing it yesterday <laughs> Should we just call it your recording reindeer onesie? Because it's your Christmas onesie and it is nearly February. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Did I tell you about my my manic hilariousness with Michael regarding this onesie? I don't think so. Okay, hold on. Let me lay it on you. Uh, It is a couple of days before Christmas. I have ingested a Christmas prince and Christmas inheritance with my sister. (laughs) You call it ingesting. Oh, I, I took it all in. I've consumed it consumed it and and along with at least half a pan of dark chocolate fudgy peppermint brownies that are homemade by myself i think you put that on you like snapped about that or something maybe i don't really on brownies oh uh i was definitely i was high on all of the all of the goodness that was all of Uh that but then we're going to bed and Michael's like, Melody, like, because we have the, the stupid heaters in, in our room just so that we can, like, keep the overall temperature in the house a little bit lower. Like 85, like which is the temperature you need it to be all the time. 85, a.k.a. Arctic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so Michael walks into our room 
And he's like, Melody, come on, man. Like, if you're the first one in the room, just turn on the heater. <laughs> and I'm standing there in my onesie with the hood up with the little antlers. And I go, Michael, it's hard to be a cat. No. <laughs> it's hard to be a unicorn. And now I'm a member of the reindeer mafia. <laughs> what? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> and he goes, he had exactly that reaction. He was what? like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Wait, wait. I don't. And okay, you've consumed Christmas prints. You've consumed brownies. Have mm. you consumed any intoxicants at all? Other than the glory that is all of that put no, together, that plus the giggle time with my no. sister. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not also get high on life? Because I'm, I'm, I'm at because I'm basically a middle schooler at her first Christian rock concert <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I would have loved to have met middle school Melody at her first Christian rock concert. <laughs> that would have been such a gift. Oh. If I could yeah. have been there for that. She was the most. She was yeah. she was just as sincere and exuberant, but um, even more naive. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. As was Erin oh, at none her of her clothes Backstreet fit. Boys concert. Oh, my no. God. You got to go a- see the Backstreet Boys? Oh, God. And I was a Aaron. bitch about it. Get this. <laughs> so my mom. <laughs> Only you could take such a transcendently beautiful experience and be like, such I'm a gift. so cool. I know. I know. So my mom <laughs> got me and my best friend at the time, Alyssa, my childhood best friend, Backstreet Boys tickets for Christmas. She was going to drive us to Chicago to go to Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. So, yeah, big deal. Big deal. So, November-ish. This is mom's, right? She's like, hey, Erin, just putting out feelers. She's already got the tickets. She's like, Backstreet Boys are in sync. And I was like, in sync. Backstreet Boys suck. Oh, no. <laughs> she had to give me the tickets. And she's like, I'm sorry that I got you these because I guess the Backstreet Boys suck. And I was like, no, no, I want them and I want to go. And she's like, I know you don't even want to go. <laughs> you know, oh. like mom guilt trip. And so we went and it was great. And Kevin, the Backstreet Boy Kevin, performed in a dress, a full dress. Awesome. Ankle length skirt. Yeah, but for 1998 or whatever that was, it was like, what? Like, totally. It was crazy. Which, speaking totally. of, our book this week is delightfully 90s. Oh, my God. It is so, like, pre-Y2K. It is way <laughs> too much. Even though it was published in 2003, but it is very 1998. Oh, yeah. I... Had so much fun with this with this motherfucker. I loved this book. I loved I it. I loved it. I loved it so hard. And I loved it in ways that actually surprised me quite a bit. Because here's here's my thing. I borderline loathe hockey. <gasps> I'm not a fan. It combines all of the things I hate. Actually, okay. that's not true. It combines a lot of the things I hate. It combines usually incredibly cold environments. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cold environments where I'm asked to look cute, like skiing, is one thing because I can put on like a like a onesie parka and be good to go. <laughs> no one looks cute in hockey. No I did one. at the Rangers game. I went to a Rangers game once and I looked fly. That's on you. Oh, That's fair. on you. All right, you're fair. not asked to look cute. Oh well, it involves um, lingo that I I just can't <sighs> even wrap my brain Love around, it. and it involves incredibly superstitious people uh-huh. to yes. where like if you cross a hockey fan it is mm. over 
And yeah. actually, I don't I don't generally like dudes that go from zero to fisticuffs at roughly <sighs> zero provocation. I do not yeah. really like that. I liked it in this book. But here's here's what I think, Aaron <clears throat> and and listener. I think I was just doing hockey wrong. Because... <laughs> well, okay. You know that I'm a hockey like fan, right? Oh god. You could have probably that predicted you. that. Well, you know, I grew up no. figure skating. And so like Is that when... the same thing? <laughs> no, but it like happens at the same place. Like it's going on. So I kind of grew up in the area of hockey. And so I knew the rules and I would know hockey players because they would be at the rink when I was there. And it involves all the things I love, mm. like a pretty chilly environment. I hate that. Um, where no one's asked to look cute. Uh, hostile cursing all the time. Like just words you've never heard before, even <laughs> though you think you've heard them all. I do like that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mean, mean fans. Oh, see, um, I don't like that. That that brings, oh, that brings me down. Oh, I live for it. I'm like, can't we all just, just love each other? And men that go from zero to fisticuffs. <laughs> 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 less than 10 seconds that's everything i like i yeah. like a situation where you can like stand up on a bleacher and shout the most profane thing that anyone has ever heard and then like mm -hmm. a pregnant woman stands up and yells like something worse back at you like, that's, <laughs> uh, or a 10 year old like oh boy uh, i love it i love it when uh mm, hockey all love right hockey all so right. love a hockey. Love, Let's do that hockey, hockey, guys. Everyone. Let's do that hockey. Ooh. All right. Okay, so we read See so, Jane Score. See Jane Score by, by Rachel, Rachel Gibson. Gibson. This was a recommendation from a technically a five-star reviewer, my friend Leslie, whose bridal shower I'm throwing today. Um, <laughs> we were talking. So she authentically gave us a five-star review. So it's not like it's a friend and it's a wink. She did go yeah. listen to the thing. She did go give us a five-star review. If you'll remember from uh, our our poorly audioed uh, episode one, she's the one that introduced me to historical romances while we worked on a ranch together. Yes. Um, we were talking and I was telling her, this has been like a month ago, but I was telling her about Michelle writing in and saying like sportsmen. And I had read like a couple mm -hmm. sportsmen's books, but she was like, oh my God, you want to read some good hockey books? Like these, this is a good series of hockey books, these uh, Seattle Chinooks. And so, yeah, this was her recommendation. So here we are. Can I just say, Leslie, um, I'm really upset that I have not met you in person. I'm sure it'll happen at some point um, when you the will. Venn diagram of our lives at the wedding <clears throat> overlaps. But you did not steer us wrong. <laughs> I was into you it. Know. And I was into it in a way that, I mean, I don't usually like, like, rude, arrogant alpha this males. This is my kind of guy. This oh. is, I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. No, and you know what? He did it for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And actually, this um, this heroine did it for me as well. So we've got... Luke Martineau. And Luke we've got... Martineau. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Luke Lucky Martineau. And I every oh. time you say lucky, you gotta shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> This is sugar boobs the FaceTime, uh -huh. you guys. Uh, Luke Martineau and Jane Alcott are our people. Jane. Uh, this, I love yes. Jane. I love Jane so much. Jane is a journalist. Up until this point, she has done um, like the single girl in the city column for the the paper she works for. And then she secretly. The Seattle Times. Yes. Okay. Um, and then... She secretly. <laughs> that was the 
You are so grumpy this morning. <laughs> no, I'm not grumpy. No, but I'm just like, I don't know. Is a Chinook a real thing? I That's a sidestepping. A Chinook is a real thing, but Seattle does not have a hockey team famously. That is one of the cities that everyone thinks should have a hockey team, and it's just never worked out. They may in the next five years, but that has been true since, uh, you know, 1980. Oh, so a Chinook so is not go. a real thing. Because I Googled, because I, I have a note that's like, what the fuck is a Chinook? Because let's be real, we're reading this in 2018, and it was written and then published in like the late... 90s early 2000s and i was like we hadn't hit our reclaiming native peoples in sports balls Mm -hmm. stride yet right (laughs) but a chinook is also a i googled it because i had to know it is a a helicopter (laughs) with a dual (laughs) blade oh right that's cute cute. yep no i did i did it no, I think it's a. It, they're they're doing it as a salmon in here. Their logo is oh. a salmon. Mm-hmm. It's also a, a type of salmon, and also a, a native people. Yeah, I mean it, the it salmon like was probably their, their, lo- their logo is a salmon. Yeah, the Seattle Chinooks, but there's no Seattle hockey team, and I think right. that's why this author put it there because there should be. A, it makes sense that there should be a Seattle hockey team, but there is not. And she used a lot of real real hockey team names. Hmm. Yeah, like the Kings and the Sharks and the Ooh, good job, Melody. Melody. Yeah, the Rangers. <laughs> I'm sports good balling. Job. Oh wait, so Jane, she does the single in the city posts, and then she also writes for Him Magazine. She writes a little section called "The Life of Honey Pie," and <laughs> Honey Pie is like her alter ego who has brass balls and and works at bars and has giant tits and and literally puts all mm-hmm. of all of the men she sleeps with into comas of blissful excellence like literally like a 3-day coma <laughs> this book opens up with a passage from the life of honey pie and you think it's kind of, you think like ooh this is maybe the book but then it's not it like it zooms out from this like uh, porny bar scene, this wait, honey pie work in the I bar. Do, I do have to go. I, I do have to go over this real quick because okay. I completely disagree with this uh, this guy. guy. Although I do love a bad boy cop, the guy in the prologue. Um, oh, but here's working the three... for me. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> sorry. Okay, here are my problems. A smoker. Oh no, I'm sorry. A fucking rude. Like, so rude. He walks up and he's like, move it, tits. Where are tits? <laughs> move it, tits. <laughs> I've gotten four hours of sleep, three hours of sleep. Move it, tits. Like, put a double time on my beer. And then B, he's uh, he's just like a chain smoker. And C, he orders a bottle over a draft. Get I actually your shit together. She sir. said draft or bottle, and I highlighted that, and I was like, "You had me until you said I bottle, know. bro." <laughs> Don't but know what that's a about. Bottle over a draft, honestly. And we've talked about how you can no longer be like, "Ooh, a smoker," because you married a smoker. So no, back it I, up. no, he he just every once in a while smoked, and I made it so clear that he needed to quit. <laughs> With my silent seething every time it happened. Okay. So, anyway, Honey Pie is about to do this uh, super hot bad boy cop who drinks bottles over drafts, dumbass. And then um, it zooms out and it's this, it's Jane Alcott. And she's like, she's bird-sized again. 
She's mm-hmm. like not even five feet tall. She oh no, I'm she so, is five feet tall. She is five feet tall. I'm so over heroines being unattractive, quote unquote, because they're short. Like I'm so over the thing about them being like, well, I'm short, so no one would ever totally. be with me. It's like I have the perfect body, but I'm small. It's like men yeah. love that. I'm so over that. Oh, and the other thing is, she's also unattractive because she doesn't know how to use makeup, which is another thing or that I'm clothes. just like, or she doesn't know how to use clothes either. <laughs> Yeah. So she doesn't wear makeup and only wears black because she doesn't know how to match clothes on the color wheel, which hashtag 90s. Like, I totally. <laughs> like, is that a 90s thing? Like, I don't know how to use the color wheel. <laughs> what? She also wears scrunchies. And I was like, Jane, yeah. I'm going to give you this just because of the time period. But otherwise, Doc Martin, get just burn your scrunchies, everyone. They do not belong on your person or in your house. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's her. She gets a new job. And even though she's been kind of this fluff piece author or author writer, they're going to Seattle Times wants her to follow around the Chinooks hockey team for like maybe a six month period or so because the regular sports reporter that follows the team needs to go through chemo or something similar like that for a serious illness. But also he apparently doesn't travel like with the team. He just covers the team. And the ownership wants wants this new person to travel with the team to like create buzz okay right so that's gonna happen and she's kind of like oh shit i don't know anything about hockey like Mm -hmm. literally i know nothing about hockey she writes down christmas prince style like a note that's like learn about hockey on a post-it and then like puts it on her calendar i'm like girl (laughs) like you can't (laughs) that's not a you don't get a job following a hockey team and you're like ooh, must remember teach me about hockey But whatever. She thinks back to the time where she actually met the goalie of this team. Yes. Luke Martineau. Lucky Luke Martineau. (laughs) And she met him at some event a couple years ago and she saw him. He was with some like busty blonde Barbie looking lady. Bombshell. She remembers his gold Rolex watch, his well-cut suit. Yeah. And she remembers how he just looked, like, through her like she didn't even exist, even mm-hmm. though she was, like, jaw on the floor drooling about mm-hmm. him. And uh, Oh, yeah, because Luke's type is blonde, as um, as Shady would say, glamazon. Yeah, a blonde <laughs> glamazon, a tall, yeah. booby, fake... This is one that goes back and forth between his narrative and her narrative. He says he likes women that try. He likes red lipstick. Yeah. And smelling like powder. Turn it up. Which I have never. That just reminds me of babies and not of clitori. Okay. So the first thing that happens is she goes to a practice and the owner of the team introduces her. And at this practice where she's not having it. Yeah, the team is like, we don't want her here. The first person that speaks up is Luke Martineau, the goalie, and he doesn't... We're, we're from his perspective, and he looks her over. He does not think she's hot. He is not into it. He's like, ugh, she looks like one of these, like, career woman plain, like, just pale women that just wears black. He calls her sexless several times. Um, mm-hmm. And he's the first one to stand up and be like, I don't want her here. This is unlucky. This is not okay that we're, like inviting a woman to be with the team and i don't like reporters he does not like reporters he has been burned a one too many times by reporters in the past we'll get there everyone (laughs) so he (laughs) 
After this kind of interaction, she walks out. Uh, they end up in the parking garage together, and they get into like a little spat about like, "I don't want you here." Well, I'm gonna be here, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it's and it's adorable and hilarious. He says he's gonna piss in her coffee, which no. is like what? Um, but my favorite thing is that her comeback to him is, "Oh no, thanks. I take my coffee black," and mm-hmm. he's like almost impressed. He's almost there, but he won't show it to her. It's really cute. And I did not hate that. No, I really liked their little dance. I could feel the electricity coming off of them. Yeah. Also, what happened during this practice was they were all getting dressed and she saw his butt. Oh, yeah. I was also there for that. she liked the butt. She also saw a tattoo that he has under the belly button, uh under the pants in the front is a horseshoe and she can't see how far down it goes and Uh she cannot stop thinking about that for 300 pages, which I I was there for. Yeah, I don't blame her either. Just to make sure we don't forget later, at some point, spoiler alert, the sex scenes in this were incredibly good. They were like right up my alley. It was the, the perfect combination of making consent super hot god melody like super hot but that's the i'll get into that later remind me okay mm-hmm. oh she's never gonna remind me you should no, see no. you should see the I'm, flippant way i'm she literally going i was like that yeah, away. sure mel mm-hmm. i'm gonna curl up in the corner here and take a little nap while you <laughs> talk about how mm, how consensual it was no no like, no 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 that's not what i mean honestly <laughs> now i forget what i was gonna say you bitch face we were talking about his horse <laughs> Talking about this horseshoe <laughs> tattoo. Uh, oh yeah. So she, he's like, "What do you want?" And she stands him up, and she goes, "I want to lick your tattoo." And I was like, "We all do, yeah, friend. Everyone. Thank you so much for being there for the women of America and Canada and everywhere I was else." Say, Canadian, because can... Luke Martineau is also Canadian. Oh yeah, he's Canadian, and he says "aboot," which I Aboot. do not find hot. The Canadian mm-hmm. accent, the Upper I... Peninsula accent, doesn't do anything for me. Well, you know, I dated a Uber. Yeah, I do. So, I yeah. do. <laughs> uh-huh. I also remember you telling me that you wouldn't mind moving to the Upper Peninsula because, like, in the real world, you were like a <laughs> six and a half or seven, but in the uh, in the UP, you were an eleven. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! I was so UP hot. Like, I just—I remember being in like an area where I. Like, phones were not working, you know, because there wasn't any phone service. And I just remember, like, oh, God, I'm going to offend some youpers. I'm sorry. I loved the UP. I loved it up there. She did, legitimately. But there were, most of the women had, like, bangs that went all the way around, like, in a circle around, like, their forehead. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I think I do, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that I had a cell phone was, like, real surprising to people. People were like, oh, okay, all right, you got (laughs) to... Got one of them cell phones. All right. I'll just have another passy. Like it was the weirdest. It was like a whole different world. And yeah, I was like, I was doing good up there. But that was before I moved to Alaska. Mm. Ding dong works here too. <laughs> Not a lot of ladies. I mean, if, I if just, you need to I improve your odds, an attractive come to person. Alaska. I don't know. Thank you, Melody. Yeah. Thank you. All right. uh, We need to talk about the book more. Yeah, no. So books. Well, I should mention that in the parking garage, they talk about kind of his history. He hates reporters because he's been painted as this bad boy of hockey. Which I also did not hate. I didn't hate it. No. Mm -hmm. And he had uh, 
very serious knee surgery and then afterwards had some problems with the prescription pain medication. And so he had a drug addiction that he had to go to rehab for. And I guess the media just skewered him with the drug addiction. And then he was not doing well with ladies at the time, you know. And so he doesn't talk to reporters anymore. Next thing that happens is we kind of... And the other thing is they just assumed that because she's a woman... She's going to want to know the personal stuff and she's not going to want to focus on hockey, which couldn't be further from the truth as far as our girl is concerned. True. So the next thing that happens is he goes home and we get to meet his little sister, Marie, that lives with him. So he goes home to some like Seattle high rise, beautiful apartment that he has because he's a bazillionaire because he plays hockey. And he sees that his little sister, Marie, is already home because he trips over her backpack and stuff. And so that's when we find out he and his 16-year-old sister, Marie, have the same dad, but different Mm -hmm. moms. Their dad died a long time ago, was one of those old men that had had many wives. Um, Marie's mother being the final wife, I believe, of The fourth and final. Yeah. Her mother recently died, and she has nowhere else to go. There's no other siblings, so now she lives with Luke. And they don't really know each other. He wants to do the right thing with her, but she's, like, always sad. And on this particular day, she came home from school because she got her period and she didn't have any tampons because he doesn't know to give her money for tampons, and she's too embarrassed to ask because she doesn't know him. And it's just, it's very sweet. Well, and and let's review. Her mom died a month and a half ago. It's it's real fresh. So so he's got like an old lady that comes and stays with her when she's on when he's on the road. But like she's in a bad place because she doesn't know him. She doesn't like this old lady that comes and stays. He's thinking about shipping her off to boarding school. He doesn't know what to do. So that's kind of his life. So the next thing that happens is Jane goes and travels for four days with the players. And yeah, so and I she's love like, this. I love this so much because on the plane, the guys come over and they start they start gaslighting her like the team decides to gaslight her like as a form of initiation. So they'll come over and be like, hey, do you want to see pictures of my baby? Like, let's Mm -hmm. talk about this and recipes and all the girly things we can think about. And then the moment she asks about hockey, they shut down and fuck off. Shut it down and leave. They're not going to give her any hockey stuff. Nope. It's sad because she's like, she's on the plane trying to like do her other columns and stuff. When she's getting off the plane, she's like packing up all her books and like packing up her briefcase and she bumps into Luke and hockey for dummies falls out of her her briefcase. And he's like, oh, so you you really like know nothing about hockey. Like, that's great. You're terrible. We don't want you here. And she's like, you don't know my life. He's like, let me carry your briefcase journalist yeah (laughs) yeah he carries a briefcase and she's like oh are you being nice and he's like no i just like to get off the plane at some point in time because like you're holding everybody up he's real mean to her i loved it but just fyi everyone he is being nice because he is a gentleman and he's Mm -hmm. just covering it up so there's also that i think it was on this plane ride that he first notices her boobs oh oh yeah he notices her headlights yeah, so, okay, so Jane has such small boobs that she just never wears a, bo- a bra because she's just like, why would I? But she doesn't realize that um, she's, like, always nipping out because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's not wearing a bra. And so Luke notices this, and he's like, is she cold? Is she horny? Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And, like, he's, uh, he's like, kind of looking at her on the plane and wondering uh, if yeah, if I imagine cold. she has a the build of like a bird sized Kira Knightley or 
just like the tiniest, teeny tiniest <laughs> little, like, they describe her boobs in this as like basically just nipples. And so right. she's like, she just wears like a, a camisole and is like, that's probably good enough because I don't need any kind of support. Um, but yeah, she does need to hide those nips, but she never knew that. So Luke's kind of scoping those nips. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's scoping <laughs> so, them hard. All right. So then the first thing that happens is she goes and gets M&Ms in the middle of the night. You yes! probably identified with this. So I did so hard. In the night, after the team has totally gone to bed, she's like, I want some peanut M&Ms. So she goes out to the vending machine. And we're in Luke's perspective at this time. He's going out to get... His knees, this is a total red herring in this book. This was annoying to me. His knees mm-hmm. are um, precarious at the current point in time. It's like he had surgery. Well, he's, had, he's had double ACL surgery. Yeah. And like a, like the slightest hit could just totally end his career. But only he knows that. He knows that he's in extreme pain all the time. Um, but he's Not like, extreme. yeah, my, knee, my knees are 100%. Well, yeah, that's he's his, icing his them every night. Fair. Anyway. So he's like, you know, my biggest secret is one hit could ruin my career forever. And, you know, I wouldn't be And then it just never happened. Anymore. And then it never happened. I was like, this is definitely going to happen. He never even I'm takes sure. a weird, like no. a weird knee down totally when, he's, red, when he's blocking a hair. puck. Yeah. Never. I thought maybe she would break that story and then like yeah, right? he would hate her. No, nothing like that. So he goes and gets ice because his knees hurt and she's getting uh, some peanut M&Ms out of the vending machine. And she is wearing a fleecy cow onesie. Uh-huh. And uh, glasses, and he... and uh, dark, dark rimmed glasses, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, that is that is literally my outfit right now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she's like bending over, and he's like looking at her ass, which is covered in cows. Um, and he's like, God, could any woman possibly look more sexless than this uh-huh. woman right now? Um, and he makes fun of her onesie, and she's all like, oh, I'm a mysterious journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back to her room. So then we have the locker room for the first time. Well, so she sits in the stands instead of in the press room. And I love this about her because she's like, I need to know what hockey is and why people like it. So she sits with all the course fans, and they say nothing that is uh, untoward, really. Like, the worst they say is, eat me, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can only imagine what hockey fans actually I saw about. once... At like a, oh, a local hockey game, I saw once like a ten-year-old girl st- or boy, I don't know, ten-year-old child stand up and yell something at one of the hockey players that was mm-hmm. very vulgar, like "fuck you," you play like a whatever. And the hockey player then turned around. This person was in the penalty box, or you know, was sitting, you know, around. And turned around and yelled at the child, I don't go to your job and slap the dick out of your mouth. And I was like, that is a 10-year-old child. Oh, my God. That's incredible. I love hockey. I love hockey. Um, So So then she goes into the locker room and she's trying to, like, keep up. And she's, like, she's, like, jumping up and down behind other reporters. She's not. I'm making that up. But it's basically that. Mm -hmm. She's, like, trying to get questions in. They call her a ping pong ball, like, bouncing around the room trying to, hey, excuse me, I'm five feet tall. Uh, Would you like to tell me what hockey is and how you played it tonight? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're all giving her, like, three-word answers or one-word answers. They're answering her in order to avoid a lawsuit, but they're not giving her any quotes at all. Right. And Every time she approaches a player, uh, the player exposes his penis. That's right. It's like, he just dropped it, drops his cup right there. It's like a coordinated pants dropping uh, thing that happens every time <laughs> she goes up to a player. 
and she was confronted with some very large, weird penises in the locker room. She sees her first uncircumcised penis from Vlad, quote-unquote, the Impaler. impaler. (laughs) And later the guys are talking about, like, oh, man, she saw the Impaler. She saw it. (laughs) But it's also, like, weird. Like, it's not, like, a normal, straight, like, looking. It's, like, kind of, like, turny and, kind of bumpy or something. It's on the, the spectrum of normal, but um, probably on, on, on one of the sides. <laughs> it's also, like, uh, very large, apparently. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. like, the description of that penis is really funny. It's so good. And then she finally kind of lands on Luke and is like, hey. Um, and he's like, I don't give interviews. Yeah, yeah. But she realizes that he doesn't like her, which is better than what all the other players are doing, which is just ignoring her. So she's like, at least he hates me. So she, I, I yes. might be able to get him to say something. Yeah, I appreciate his nothing. candor. Right. Instead of gaslighting her all the time. Right. So on the plane home, we get the perspective of the guys. They play poker. But that's where we find out that all the guys on this hockey team read the honey pie uh, column. Yeah, they do because like, they have a they have a rookie Swede who's trying to learn English, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm gonna get my English with my porno." <laughs> and this is get the second time on this podcast I've been reminded of a league of their own where they teach that girl how to read with yes. romance novels, and she's like, "Milky what <laughs> breast?" Bre- bre- <laughs> Madonna's like breasts. <laughs> <clears throat> Reminded me of that. Um, this is the plane ride or shortly after where he goes up to her and he's like, why are you always wearing black? You look terrible. Like you'd think a woman who's trying to like get attention from a team of hockey players would wear colors and would wear something a little bit better. And she's like, I'm a professional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much of this book is him being like, be sexier and her being like, I don't have to. You (laughs) You can't make me. Uh, Also, Um, spoiler alert. He does make her. Yeah, he does. does. (laughs) In all the best ways. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he calls her the Archangel of Doom because she wears uh, so much black. Um, this is also the trip. So they are also, like, calling her all night. They're, like, hazing her. Somebody puts a yeah. dead mouse outside her hotel room. All They don't kill the stuff. mouse. They find a dead mouse and they place it outside right. her hotel room. Just FYI. Right. No animals were harmed. Um, God, this book is so 90s. Like, they talk about her Doc Martens. They talk about her friend's Tommy Hilfiger Mm -hmm. jeans. Like, it's just so... Sorry, I'm just scrolling through and I'm like... Oh, oh yeah, Luke wears Lucky Brand jeans, which I love. Only? (laughs) Like, I remember those. I'm all about it. And and you know what? They were like $200 of delicious on the right man body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the next thing that happens is uh, she meets Darby, who's one of the GMs. Yeah, she bought Darby. And he he's kind of up in the box during one of the games. He's, like, nerdy. Yeah, he's a nerdy redhead, wears a lot of, like, shirts with flames and skulls on them. He wears pocket protectors. He's not, he doesn't really fit in with the other GMs, but he's the youngest one. So he takes it upon himself to be the only person that's nice to Jane. And he goes up to her and is like, hey, I read your column about our game. I thought it was pretty good, but maybe next time you could add something about this. This is a very weird interaction to me because she immediately is like, don't tell me how to do my job. Yeah, she immediately like, shuts him down. And I'm like, bitch. he's the one person who's trying to help you. You've been yeah, asking you literally for this. Know nothing about hockey. So great. good. Great. Now he's not going to help you. The GM on the team. Like, don't you think yeah. that maybe you could have been like, thanks for the pointer. Is there anything else that you would? I right. thought that was very weird. What and else then- do you find important about hockeys? <laughs> like, what? 
do you find important about hockey's? Yes. Um, so <laughs> then he invites her. He's like, hey, how about we have dinner tonight at the hotel bar? And she's like, I'm not having dinner with you. And he's like, no, in like a colleague way. I used yeah, to be I have, the other. I have dinner with reporters all the time. Yeah. It's and she's part like, well, of my it's, job. It's not, the, it's not the same because I'm a woman and people will assume things. And then she, she immediately flips and is like, okay, though, I will. And I'm like, well, right. okay. So then they go on this dinner and if she doesn't want this to be a date, I don't know why. She's, like, flirting with him the whole time. It's just very weird. She's just like, what kind of woman do you like? And I'm like, why mm-hmm. are you asking? They don't talk about hockey at all the no. whole time. No. So they have this little conversation, and he's like, are you going to include me in your single girl in the city, blah, 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 because we're kind of on this kind of date? And she's like, no, maybe. Do you want me to? And he's like, how about this? How about you include me in your single girl in the city column and, and make, make me, look me sound good. like a good date? And then I'll try to get the team to back off of you. And immediately she's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, quid mm-hmm. pro quo. Like, I'm, I'm into that. And I'm that like, sounds perfect. Where are you? You're all over the map. But he's just like, pretend you're dating me. I don't know. I just felt like you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, I'm a professional. But like, also, okay, I'll put you in my single girl in the city column in exchange right. for your help. Like, it's very weird to me. And no help about actually putting paper to pen about hockey. Right, no, right, right, and she needs that. She needs That's that. The thing she needs. She doesn't really give a fuck that they're calling her all night, right? No, it was so funny. Okay, so okay, yeah, I didn't understand her character, and then so fast forward, she goes out to no. Uh, oh no, fast forwarding. No, fuck that noise. I have copious notes on this one. I'm all so. About it. She has two lemon drop martinis, and she's, yeah. like, somehow staggering back to her room. I don't okay. know what happened. No. Is she sick? She's or... bird-sized, and I get drunk on two martinis of a certain size. Okay, maybe. I guess. So she's... I am 5'8", <laughs> and uh, two martinis will get me there. <laughs> okay. All right, I don't know. Fine. Not staggering, sure. But I don't think she was necessarily staggering. She was just sort of bleary-eyed and, and couldn't quite stitch together trains of thought. So she's anyway. like going back to the elevators and she sees Luke hanging out in the lobby area. Mm-hmm. And he had been going to meet a lady that night, but then he changed his mind because he got a call about from the old lady that stays with his little sister Marie. And I guess she's not going to school. She's yeah, been like cutting she's class. school. And so he's kind of upset about that. So he canceled his date with the woman and he's just kind of like hanging out in the lobby now. Well, because what we learn about Luke is that he's just been going through the motions as far as women are concerned. Yeah. Something's missing. There's something missing and he can't figure out what it is. Yeah. It's not tits. Dumb (laughs) bars. Those are not missing. (laughs) Your face was just like, it's it's not. (laughs) Tits. No. What could it be? I was basically that that new thinking emoji with the with the pointer finger on the chin. <laughs> His narrative is very like I like them dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't like I don't them like to challenge my, me. Yeah, I don't want my woman to talk. That's right. Um, but something's missing. I don't oh. know what it is. Yeah. So she goes up to him and she's just like, "Hello, um, you don't like me? Are you gonna go meet a woman? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you because you're a reporter. And she's like, you're a player. <laughs> so, so when she was having dinner with Darby, the GM, he said that a lot of guys on the team thought she got this job by sleeping with the owner of the team, who's like who's 85 like, years old. Mm-hmm. And Who she's is like, geriatric as fuck. Yeah. And he's like, so what are you sleeping with Darby now? And she's like, no, that was a professional work dinner, which it was not. <laughs> it was not. And then... 
she's like, I suppose you're one of the people who thinks I'm sleeping with the owner. And he's like, nah, you know. Right, no, no. comment. Yeah, Not but my his, place. his narrative is like, maybe though, I don't know. I don't know you. And then he notices that she's not very like stable. And so he just kind of like brushes his fingertips against her fingertips. <sighs> and he's like, Jane, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine, I'm a professional reporter. <laughs> go, buddy, where's the elevator? Oh no, we've been in three hotels the past three days and I don't actually know. Yeah, she's like, so she's like, I'm leaving, I'm fine. And like, she gets up and goes like the wrong direction and does a couple <laughs> laps around the lobby. And so he, he gets up and takes her by the elbow and escorts mm. her back to the room and she's well, like well no and and she gets off um he's like where's your room and she's like 325 where's your room and he's like i'm on the fifth floor and she goes you got off on the wrong floor and mm-hmm. he goes no i didn't <laughs> and there yeah. was like there's this moment that i was like oh she's really excited and then uh-huh. she was like are you escorting me to my room <laughs> He's so indignant. When he got off on her floor, my heart went a little bit flutter oh, flutter. Yeah. yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. But um and she's like, I've only had two martinis and I'm he's a like, professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah, he takes her back to her room because he's like, I'm going he tells her he's going to a strip club to see some some girls. And she's like, you mean strippers? And he's like, they prefer to be called dancers. That's right. I like that about him. So she's like, are you being a gentleman? And she's like, he's like, no, but if you just like kept doing laps around the lobby all night, I probably wouldn't have forgiven myself. So I'm just taking you back to your room. It was kind of cute. Well, and then he's like, you're so naive. I'm not going to a strip club. I'm just going to a sports bar to meet up with the dudes. Right. So, so then they get to San Jose, which is the next game. Yeah. And Darby, the to play GM, the Sharks guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The GM's like, hey, after the game, some of the guys are going out to a sports bar. Do you want to come with me? Before the game. Before the game. The night before the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's crucial. You, sorry. Sorry. Because you don't fuck with the Magumbo for hockey players. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll tell you that gotcha. much. So he's like, we're going out to this like dive barbecue bar. Darby tells her to like wear something girly, I want to say. Yeah. And I was like, back up. Like, it's weird the thing, The it was weird to me the things that this woman takes issue with and the things that she's like, that tracks. Like, that that checks like, out. That seems that seems right. If somebody yeah. told me to wear something girly to like a job social event, I would I would rip off their face. I, think. I know. Like, Absolutely. Anyway, so she goes, but she doesn't have anything girly. She only has long sleeve black sweaters and wool pants. So that's what she wears to this barbecue bar. And when she gets there, everybody's like, oh, I bet she's going to order a girly drink or I bet she's going to order a margarita or blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm not going to order any of those things. I'm going to order a dry martini. I'm going to order a a dry gin martini with three olives. And then she goes, you've got to get your full serving of green vegetables. And all the jocks are like, she acts like this. The book acts like this is a really cool thing for her to do. I'm like, that's just as bad as all the drinks Uh they named for this barbecue dive bar. Yeah, it's a dive bar. I'm sure the bartender was like, are you fucking kidding me because i i sling pictures of beer that's my job and the way she, she's like turns to the waitress and she's like do you have bombay sapphire oh yes. <laughs> like, yeah everyone Ooh. yes that is not like literally everyone <laughs> like you're not james bond my friend <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is so weird <laughs> so they play darts at the she sharks them. barbecue place and she's a shark she she's a shark. spends her, several her, her. rounds with the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I they was can't jumping. see you, Mel. 
<laughs> you can. And I'll just did like a Val Kilmer in uh, Top Gun, like chomp. <laughs> so anyway, so she like pretends that she doesn't know how to play and then and then smokes them all. And then Luke gets up and is like, I'm better at darts than these guys. You want to play? Good. Yeah. It was. It was hot. They start playing with the same darts, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, he throws a couple, uh, I don't know, rounds. I don't know what darts are. So sure. he does the thing, throws them. And he's like, well, I'm only losing because my darts are crooked and dull. Yeah, and you've got the dull. sharp and straight darts. And she's like, are you kidding me with this? Like, sure, mm-hmm. if you want to whine, yeah, let's use the same darts. And then they have yeah. to pass them so their hands touch. Mm-hmm. And this is when everyone on the team makes fun of her for wearing lesbian glasses because oh boy. it's 1998. Yeah, there was a lot of not so subtle. I have no problem with that, except we're definitely going to make all the fun of it. Yeah, I think it was like, uh, this book is so delightfully 90s. There's scrunchies, there's Tommy Hilfiger, there's Doc Martens, there's making fun of things for being gay like constantly yep there's there's a time where like uh-huh. caroline her yeah. best friend is like uh those glasses make me wonder whether you know they are gonna make people wonder whether like you're the girl or the boy in the relationship like that kind of thing it's- no 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 no. she said that the glasses if she wore them out with her people were going mm-hmm. to assume that caroline was the girl and jane was right. the boy yeah right. And I was right. like, that's not how queer relationships work. Cool. No, but in, in 1998, <laughs> I don't know if anyone really knew that. So she beats him at darts, and um, she also attempts trash talk for the first time in her life. She's real fails. bad at it. She fails hard. Yeah. But, so Luke loses. Mm-hmm. Nobody really likes that, but they, they have a little bit more respect for her afterwards. Right. They still freeze her out post-game. because Well, actually, every they freeze everybody out because they get trounced yeah and for hockey players and hockey fans like this is a bad omen Mm -hmm. jane is now toxic so then they go back to seattle and jane gets fired wait but first marie gets asked to the dance so luke comes home and marie's like so happy and is like in on cloud nine and she's like a boy asked me to the dance and luke's kind of like well what do what do you want to what do you want to do about that? Do you need a dress or something? And she's like, yeah, can we go shopping for a dress? And he's yeah. like, yeah, you can just take my credit card. And you can tell she's like pretty disappointed um, because she kind of wanted to go shopping with him, but he doesn't know anything about it. So he just gives her his credit card. There's a sweet little well, scene. Because Marie is looking for any connection with him because she just wants she's, anybody she to be connection a of some point of some sort. Right. Yeah. Poor babe. I just wanted to live with me. And it's not Luke's fault because he feels like he needs to like give her space. He doesn't know what he's doing. So yeah, no, he's really nice. trying. Yeah, he's really trying. But there are moments where I'm like, you just suck it up and you go with her. But he didn't even know she wanted it. She you doesn't speak weed. up about it. It's just you can. Yeah, I, don't no, know. I know. So she's like, "What do boys like girls to wear?" And he's like, uh, "Turtlenecks. Long uh, sleeves, we really like long sleeves. Yeah, skirts." <laughs> she's like, "That's not true." <laughs> well, and the boy who asked her has a, a lip ring <laughs> and a nose piercing and an eyebrow piercing mm-hmm. and tattoos. And Luke was like, "Well, I can't really say fuck all about the tattoos, but piercings, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very protective. You know what? It was so punk rock and I was into it. Except he also turns out to be a douche nozzle. Yes. So then the next thing that happens is Jane gets fired. Jane gets fired. And she's like, they had told her, hey, listen, if this team 
starts losing after you sign on, yeah. you're probably going to get fired because they're going to blame you for being uh, the albatross on the ship. And you're going to, it's going to be a superstitious thing. So it's their first loss. They call her and they're like, you're fired. She's very upset. And she's like, why am I fired? Who did it? And they're like, well, the players didn't. It wasn't either. not Luke Martineau. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, if it wasn't Luke Martineau, because he hates me. And they were like, oh, no. No comment. Yeah, no comment. So she's pissed. And she stews in it for like three days and she's like what do I just want them to and she says and they lose like, again she wants yeah she wants their balls to turn to dust and drop off like she has all these like things mm-hmm. she wants to happen to the team <laughs> she hoped they get jock itch really bad jock itch <laughs> like, she's got all these things she wants to yeah, happen yeah an athlete's foot all yeah. of them at the yeah. same time um but she's like so you know what I'm gonna be real cool about this and so she puts on her best black sweater and wool pants that's and right goes to the uh the rink and goes into the practice room and stands up on a table and is like hey guys she doesn't stand up on a I table i thought she did does well, she? i imagined her standing on a thing you know what i don't hate that but i yeah. don't think it happened all right fine all right so she stands, so she stands up on a stands table up, listener and she's like hey guys keep your pants on i don't need to see your dicks and mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that I have enjoyed my time with you, but like... No, she said that my time with you was an experience, been an experience I will not forget. Yes. Um, but in, you know what? I hope you win the Stanley Cup. And then she mm-hmm. walks over to the team captain and she says, good luck. Good and luck, Hitman. Yeah. Because all of them have sexy hockey nicknames. <laughs> well, this is only book two of the Chinooks hockey team, so I'm sure we hear about all of them. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah. Mind mm-hmm. blown. So many series as we have. I can have, I can have more more of this <laughs> yeah i want to read more mm-hmm. ha- well anyway we'll get in we'll talk yeah about you do later. of course you do we've had more hockey recommendation books so then she leaves the locker room and she's like i did great and luke wasn't even in there and then she sees him in and the he tunnel. is shirtless <sighs> <laughs> she and basically she, runs into his hard chest yeah she goes up to him and she's like you yeah and she's like, you did this to me. So it's, this is it. You did this to me, she said. I know you did. I guess it didn't matter to you that I actually needed that job. You screw up in the net, and I'm out. And it says, the backs of her eyes sting. And she's, like, almost in tears. And she's like, who did you blame your loss on last night? And if you lose tonight, who will you blame? You, you, you. And then she calls him a big, fat dodo. And then <laughs> a big, storms dumb off. dodo. Yeah. There you go. Big dumb dodo. And storms off. And it's so good. Yeah, she's so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And he, like, laughs at her. Hotly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sexily. He laughed sexily. So then the next day, I think, or, like, very shortly after, they call and they're like... Well, because they win hard. Yeah. So then they call and they're like, Jane, do you want to come back? And she's like, you know what? I don't know. Because, like, is this going to be how it it is? Is, like, if they lose, I'm fired. And then they win and I'm back in. And then they lose again and I'm going to be fired. Like, I don't really want that kind of job where I'm, like, always worried about Mm -hmm. whether I'm working. So she's like, I'll think about it. So then the next thing that happens is she gets a little knock on her door. And guess who it is? It's windblown Luke Martineau. In a lucky bomber Luke. jacket and <sighs> some lucky jeans. Oh, I can't. And <laughs> he's looking real good. <laughs> and he has come to give her a peace offering and ask her to please come back. It is the hottest peace offering ever. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> Which is something that will help her be better at her job. Oh, yeah. It's, a it's book so called- hot. 
hacky talk, jargon, lore, and stuff you need to learn, stuff you'll never learn from TV, which is nice. Yeah, so Darby had called him and be like, you know, bring her flowers or whatever. And Luke was like, fuck that. That's not what Jane would want. Mm -hmm. And so he takes her a book about hockey, and I Mm -hmm. nearly combusted in my bathtub. (laughs) And just so you know, nipples still out. It says not for the first time he noticed her nipples poking out from the front of her shirt and again wondered if she was cold or turned on. Warmth spread through his veins and settled in his groin. So he's starting to be into her. Yeah, you can see his perspective shift a little. He goes from she's ugly and sexless and I would never give her a second glance to, oh, she's like a natural girl. She just doesn't Mm -hmm. really wear makeup and stuff. And then he's like, oh, she's got really gorgeous green eyes because, of course, they're fucking green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so he starts like they they have like a really good uh, teasy banter back and forth. And he start they like laugh and have some jokes and it's says she started to laugh and he couldn't remember the last time he'd been alone with a woman in her apartment laughing and talking with her and not trying to maneuver her toward the bedroom it was kind of nice so it's like he's getting to know her they're developing a friendship they've got kind of like a a good rapport going on a little teasy back and forth which is nice and so she's like okay i'll come back to the job but you have to agree to do an interview with me, mm-hmm. which is something that he has not granted a reporter in a very long time. But he's like, OK, I will do an interview with you if you come back. So Space Needle Party. Oh, <laughs> so Darby asks her to go to um, this banquet situation. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's black tie, FYI. And so she's like, fuck, Caroline, like her best friend who works at Nordstrom's. Yeah. Help me. Um, she's thinking she's going to get herself a, a cute little black cocktail dress and Caroline mm-hmm. has other ideas. God bless Caroline. <laughs> and I know exactly the black cocktail dress and 90s like chunky pumps oh. she was going to wear and that would have mm-hmm. been just unfortunate. So unfortunate. Caroline takes her to go get a haircut. She takes her to the MAC makeup counter, which... Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> which we all love. Yes. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we've got some red pumps, which will go great with this little Betsy Johnson get up. Because remember mm-hmm. when Betsy Johnson was like the thing? Uh-huh. <gasps> yep. So they have like a makeover day. And mm-hmm. then poor Marie, she gets stood up by her date. Aww. He decides that he's going to get a, a girlfriend and tells her the night before that he's not taking her to the dance. And so she's really upset. And Luke's like, gonna go see her off. Mm -hmm. Finds out that this kid fucked her over. And so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go kick his ass. And and she's Mm -hmm. like, he's a minor. And he's like, I'm gonna go kick his dad's ass then. (laughs) And and finally they settle. I'm so cute. And finally they settle on her coming to the banquet with him and being his date. Right. So they're like over an hour late. Yeah. They they did play a game before this and they made Jane get up and do the exact same speech that she had yeah. before the game that they won. So she had to stand up again and be like, I've enjoyed my experience with you and like mm-hmm. do the same thing. And she's like, I don't even remember what the, what I said. And they all remember it. And they're like, you have to say it word for word. Then yep. you have to go up to the team captain and say, good luck tonight and shake, and his, shake hand. his hand. And, and then, then you have like, to go okay. up to Luke. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I'm done. And then Luke's like, no, you're mm-hmm. not. And he like kind of crooks the finger at her and is like, get over here. And she's like, what? And he's like, you have to say the thing that you said to me. And she's like, don't make me say it. Like, don't make me say it here. <laughs> I don't want to. And he's like, wanna. you have to say it. And she's like, it's so embarrassing. You're a, you're a dumb dodo. And he's like, you forgot big. And she's like, you're a, you're a big dumb dodo. And then he goes, 
thanks, sweetheart. I appreciate it. And she's uh, like, he called me sweetheart. She's mm-hmm. like, she's like over the moon. I was also like, point. he yeah. called her sweetheart. I was so charmed by this point. Because she's like, he's like way, way hotter than her, she thinks. So she's like, I'm in love with yeah, this hot, okay. sexy ho- uh, uh, hockey player. But like, I can't. Mm-hmm. So she's already like head over heels for him. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to note that. Now we're going to the space needle. So Luke shows up with his little sister in her velvet square neckline. (laughs) Too tight dress. There's little pink roses on it. One of the things that keeps happening is he keeps giving her his credit card and she keeps buying clothes that are way too tight on her that make her look not very good. And that's one of the things with this dress. And she doesn't know what to do with her makeup, so she's got, like, glitter all over her face. Like, she doesn't look great. But what's awesome is she comes out in this dress and Luke sees that it's, like, two sizes too small and she's just got glitter everywhere. And it and makes says, her look, like, chubby even though she's not because she's, like, a sausage casing, yeah. you know? And she's like, how do I look? And he's like, you look so beautiful. Like, does Aww. not even. It's just like, let's get on to the party. It's wonderful. <laughs> so they're at the party. And he asks if anyone's seen Jane. No, they say, have you seen Jane? Oh, right. That's and he's it. like, no. I'm sure she's in some sort of like black dress that's too big on her or whatever. Uh-huh. All right. Are you ready? Oh. I've got it right here. Yes, you okay. do. Fish lifted his finger from his glass and pointed to a woman several feet away with her back to Luke. She had short, dark curls about her head, a deep red halter dress plunged in the small of her back, and a slim gold chain hung between her shoulder blades, catching the light and scattering gold across her white skin. The dress fit loose about her hips and behind and, behind and fell to her calves. On her feet, she wore shiny red shoes with three-inch heels. She stood talking to other women. And then he's like, that couldn't be Jane, because Jane has gross hair down to her shoulders and never wears anything but black and he's like real into this lady from behind but then she kind of turns profile and then he realizes oh that's jane oh and so he says to marie hey there's somebody else i want you to i want you to meet uh-huh. uh jane we gotta make our way over there Ahem. so he starts kind of going over to her says her name and She turns, and a soft curl falls across one eye, and she brushes it aside, and he's all about it. She's wearing makeup. Her new haircut made her green eyes look huge, and she wore makeup that made them all smoky and sexy. Her lips were painted dark red, his favorite. The heat in the room seemed to rise several degrees as he unbuttoned his jacket. Hello, Luke. Her voice sounded smoky, too. So, like, Mm. it's on, guys. All right. It's on, like, fucking Donkey Kong. Yep. So they have a fun time. She actually takes care of, not takes care, but she bonds with Marie throughout this whole thing. She, like, ushers her to the bathroom and then finds her friends her age and Mm -hmm. looks over and sees Luke talking to um, a big-breasted blonde woman. Oh, okay. Because when they're in the bathroom, Marie... They kind of stumble over the fact that both of their moms died and Jane's mom died when she was six. And, you know, so they kind of have this thing together and she's like, hey, you know, if you ever want to talk about it, you can talk to me. And she offers to take her shopping or something because she says, like, you know, she's with Luke and she doesn't know 
she just needs like a mom and stuff. So, yeah. um, not a mom, but, like she needs like a lady <laughs> to help her. Right. So then while they're in the bathroom, Luke and Darby have this conversation where Darby's like, Jane's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of Jane's funny. my friend. Keep your Don't, dick away from her. Yeah, stop it. Which I thought don't was kind of cute. Don't fuck this up cute. for her. It's and really cute. Luke's kind of like, I really don't like Darby, but he's kind of got some balls, which is kind of new. Yeah, I almost respect him now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so then um, Darby's like, I got to go. There's a trade maybe happening. And mm-hmm. um, so I got to take right. you home. And and she's like, I don't really want to leave the party. Uh, because mostly Luke. <laughs> because, because have you seen Luke in a tuxedo? He's smoking. <laughs> um, and so then Luke appears out of nowhere and is like oh i'll make sure you get home and darby i love this about him he's just like oh my god that would help me so much thanks Mm -hmm. so he leaves and she tells darby thank you so much for the limo ride it was wild Mm -hmm. and luke then i'm fanning myself (laughs) so luke then without asking or anything just leads her over to the dance floor because she's been (sighs) dancing with other people Mm -hmm. up until that point and they start dancing and he's like, so tell me about your wild limo ride with Darby. What exactly happened? This dance floor move is such a good move. Oh, it's such a good move. She's like, who's the trade for? And he says who it's for. And she's like, who's that? And he goes, boy, you don't know much about the game at all. Luke took her elbow and without bothering to ask, pulled her mm-hmm. onto the crowded dance floor. Luke took her small purse and stuffed it into the pocket of his jacket folded one of her hands into his and placed his warm palm on her side. I'm like, that is the smoothest shit I've ever, <sighs> like, that is smooth, Luke. I was Good in job. it to win it. Yeah. So this then they start was... chatting. Hmm. Oh, man. I'm, I'm like, like... What a small, like, it was a smoldering, like, slow burn. It was a good, like, mm-hmm. mm. Cheeks on cheeks, noses in hair, breath against temples. It was good. And dancing around fantasies a little bit Uh because she was like, so tell me about this limo ride. And she was like, oh, God, we just like drank champagne and played with the TV. But I can't tell him that. Yeah, she's like, he's a wild man. You'd never yeah. even know the things that happened in that limo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then, but I was a little bit like, girl, because she was like, okay, I'm honey pie. I can mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. I can do this. I can make up something outrageous and, and just shock him. And then she's like, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. In front of mm-hmm. him, I just couldn't. And my note is, I believed in you. <laughs> you can do it. I understand that. Like, I do, oh, I, man. I, I understand that understand so much. completely not, like, you're just not being able to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're overwhelmed by charm and your own, and like, like ah, the chills that are yeah. going through your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I read romance novels. I know I can say something cool <sighs> here, but like, I don't know anything cool to say. Mm-hmm. So he's, she's like, you know, if I told you the truth, you'd be disappointed about what happened in that limo. And yeah. he's like, make something up. And she's like, I can make something up. Okay. And he's like, make up something good, but no whips and chains. I'm not into that. And she's like, all right. And she's like, do you like watching? And he's like, I'm more of a doer. (laughs) But then she doesn't have anything. (laughs) She's like, just completely comes up blank. So while they're dancing, he compliments her dress and she's like, thanks. It's red. Like, (laughs) she's not doing great. (laughs) And he's like... Do you think you might ever wear it backwards? Because remember, it had like the swoopy low it's back. A, it's and back, she's like, backless. Backwards? That would mean that my breasts would be exposed. <laughs> like she's like doing the math in her head, you know? <laughs> and she's like, no, I never thought about that. And he's like, well, I'd really like to see it on you backwards. And mm-hmm. she's like, 
What? <laughs> and then like, like the oh dance God. is over, and they <laughs> have to take well, her no. home. So then it switches songs, and she goes to get away, and he just like pulls her back for mm-hmm. another dance. And mm-hmm. I was like, Hi, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. I told you you liked hockey. Yeah, apparently. So, the, so then he but, does take her home. Then they have to go home. Yeah. And they they um he she just like witnesses a, a regular everyday conversation between he and his sister planning the next week when they're out of town. And she's like, I feel like an interloper, but I also really like it because mm-hmm. I want to be in his life because he's so hot and I loves him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then she goes to she's like, thanks for the ride. Bye. And she goes to open the door and he grabs her wrist and he's like, don't move. Marie, I'll be right back. Goes and opens her door, takes her out of the car. <gasps> I did not hate this power move either. Oh, Mm-mm, man. No. Takes her out of the car, goes her up to her house. And he, um, she's, a, she's like fumbling with her keys to put it in the um, door. And just like at the hotel room before, he takes her key and unlocks the door for her. Mm-hmm. And then hands her keys back and like follows her inside. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know why I like that so much. But I do. <laughs> so he follows her inside and says, this is not a good idea. And mm-hmm. then She's brushes like, his thumb across her pulse. And he says, what, bringing me home? No, he said. He pulled her against him and lowered his face to hers. You've been driving me crazy with your hair that makes me wonder what it'd feel like tangled around my fingers. His hand grasped the back of her raincoat, twisting the material in his fist and pulling it tight. Your red lips and your little red dress give me all kinds of crazy ideas, stuff I shouldn't think about you, but I am, questions that are better left alone. His blue eyes stared into hers, hot and intense, but I can't leave them alone, he whispered against her mouth. So tell me, Jane, are you cold? His lips brushed hers, and and he said through a hot breath, or are you turned on? And then he kissed her, and the shock stunned her for several seconds, but then all she could do is melt against him and smooch him. And that goes on mm-hmm. for that is an excellent kiss. two pages. He says oh. some good stuff. He says, you want, you make me want to suck a bruise on you just to kiss it better. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just fanning myself. <laughs> it was good stuff. I love it when heroes show you their brain as they're making out with you. I'm into it. Like. <laughs> Tell me how beautiful you think I am. Tell me like the the dirty things you've been thinking, whether it's like super raunchy or super tame. There is nothing at all sexier than a person telling you exactly why they find you attractive, then acting things out that are fabulous. Mm-hmm. And this, this is the way that Luke Martineau does sex. Mm-hmm. I was into it the yeah. whole time. He's very verbal. Which uh-huh. I appreciate. Verbal, but not necessarily even raunchy. No, no. He's yeah. just, yeah, he's just very verbal. So he just like stops making out with her. He cupped her boob a little bit. And yep. then he just and then he's like, drops the whole thing. He's yep. like, damn. Turns and tail then, and goes. Right out of there. And she's just like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> she has no idea what just happened. And this so is she, a theme. He keeps on he keeps on going after her and then being like, this is a terrible idea. I got to ignore her for a whole week. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. So she's like, doesn't know what to do. So she goes in her house and she writes up a honey pie about it. She's like, the sexy hockey player who I met mm-hmm. at the Space Needle and I'm honey pie and I screwed him into a coma. Mm-hmm. So then the next morning he shows up at her house and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, I want to apologize 
for smooching on you last night. It was inappropriate. I hope we have a professional time at this next away game. (laughs) And, And it was just like very, then she gets into an argument with him where he, so he's like, I'm sorry that I kissed you. And she's like, well, then why did you kiss me? Like, she's like very confused by this apology. And he's like, well, is, the problem was that you had this red dress and it was too sexy. And it and That happened at a hotel. It happened at the next away game. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, sorry. Yeah. He goes to her it hotel room. It ended up in her that's bed. What it, I'm sorry. If I'm sorry. he went to her apartment. Sorry Jesus. So he, when they see each other on the plane, they're awkward. That's what it is. Yeah. So then he goes to the hotel. And he's like, sorry I did that. Um, I feel like I owe you an apology. What happened was I was mesmerized by your shoes and your dress and stuff. And, like, that hypnotized me and that's the problem. And, like, that. And she's like, no, you're putting this on me. Yeah, she's this like, This is not my fault. Yourself. Because I wore a sexy dress. It was just a normal dress. And you're the one who kissed me. And he's like, well, I didn't see you protesting. Well, and you kissed back. Like a tigress. Yeah. So she's like, he's like, you didn't protest. And she's like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. That's why I kissed you back. And like, they get in this argument and then they leave in a huff. So they ignore each other for like, whatever, how many games are on the road. And then when they get back, she sees him again in the parking garage. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. So they, um, they like deplane and go to the long-term parking place, mm-hmm. and they are parked two cars away from each other, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm, I'm bird-sized. Uh, uh, where's my suitcase? Uh, uh, I can't get it in. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. My biceps and I are on the way. Mm-hmm. And he puts her suitcase in. And then uh, I don't remember exactly what the what the banter is. I do, because oh, I'm looking please. at it. So she's like you're in, you're rude he's like you you're yeah. implied that i'm dumb and she's like i don't th- call you dumb i call you rude and he's like well right. i and she's like you well, say inappropriate true. things to me and these are things that you wouldn't say to a male reporter and you're sexist toward me and he's like i'm not sexist toward you i'm sexy toward you right yeah yeah <laughs> and she's like and you're spoiled and you get everything you want and everything is your way oh he refused to give her the interview while they were on the road she wanted to yeah. do the interview he promised her and so she's mad at him for that she's mm-hmm. like everything has to be your way and he's like not everything i don't get everything i want some things i can't have and she's like like what and he's like caffeine sugar you (laughs) she's like me and like like, i know i know this moment where you're like in a huff and then somebody says something and you're just totally deflated and charmed Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and he's like i want you my way i want to have you my way and Mm -hmm. so then he presses her the car and then make out and she's got her like leg around his waist and he's like all up her sweater her like sensible black sweater he's like all in there it's really good and then (laughs) and then he's he's, like there's a ramada or a best western like let's go there and she's like what you want to take me like not even to a hotel but a motel and she he's like yes i'm i he says i'm hard and i don't have to put my hand down your pants to know that you're wet so like why not let's get this done yeah, and she's like, ugh. What I love is that when she's like, wait, what's gonna what's gonna happen? And he's like, we're gonna have sex. And she's like, in a hotel? And then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you real good. Like, he's always just <laughs> yeah. like a puppy. He's just like, wait, what's wrong? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah he, he literally says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck, fuck you, you so good. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, real um, good. And then he's like, he's like, and then we'll take a break and then go at it some more. Mm-hmm. And she uh-huh. gets upset by this. And you know what she says, Mel? I she don't. says, I don't fuck. 
I make love. <laughs> As if the two can't be together or <laughs> side by side or one after the other. But what like, she they're means not by mutually that. exclusive things. But, yes, but what she I know means what she is means that is. she's not his groupie. And she's like, You yes. are treating me like a groupie. I didn't know that's what this was. Um, I'm not your groupie. You're not going to treat me like this. Totally. And then she drives off in another huff. Then she takes Marie shopping. So she had told him and Marie that if she wanted to go shopping for clothes and makeup and, you know, tampons and whatever, that she had a friend, Caroline, that was really good at giving people makeovers and if she wanted to go. So they had already arranged this before everybody got mad at each other. So she says, hey, I'm still willing to take Marie shopping. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. So he's like, great. Fine. Good. So, um... (laughs) She does. She takes her shopping with Caroline. They bond and get clothes and all of that. And then he offers to cook her Make dinner, her dinner, and do the interview that night. And mm-hmm. Jane's like, "Well, I learned two things: a, he's going to do the interview; b, I guess he's not mad at me anymore. So good. And great. c, he's a hot man who cooks. <laughs> oh, I yeah, don't right. see what the. I mean, that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh." I, it's so 90s. I'm sorry. Caroline goes to a game with her at one point in this area of the book. Mm-hmm. And she's, Caroline says, look at all that testosterone on ice. Jane laughed. laughed kind of like Campbell's Soup Stars on Ice. And I was like, hello, Campbell's Soup Stars on Ice. That You probably don't get that reference. I, I did not get that reference. Somebody out I there I almost does. Googled it and then I decided that you would take care of that for me. Yeah, I was a big fan of Campbell's Soup Stars on Ice. I went every year. Um, sometimes we got to sit in the front because we were the local figure skating team. It was pretty cool. Did they make minestrone on the ice? No. No, it was, no, it was no. A, it was lentil, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a figure skating they made tour. A, it was a nice... A, it was Chris Yamaguchi and um, yeah, Kurt Browning all the figures, and Scott Hamilton got together. And all they got together and they did a little exhibition. And they made some stew and, on the ice. And yeah. Mm-hmm. They got they themselves some a hot stew. plate. And then there was a rival tour called <laughs> Champions on Ice. And that had like that most better. of the Eastern European skaters. So that was Champions on Ice had like Victor Petranko and Oksana Bayul oh. and uh, Katarina oh. Vitt. And it, it was like they were rivals. It was cool. Um, they don't do it anymore. Okay. So... <clears throat> They so are she shows up at, at his dinner. house and he is cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. He is cooking in his lucky. No, he's in olive pants and olive cream cargo sweater. pants. Oh yeah, so nineties. So into it. She has adorable dinner with he and his sister, and then then they make sexual innuendos that a sixteen year old doesn't notice. Like I mm-hmm. was a naive sixteen year old, but she sometimes is written like she's eight or twelve. It's not that I don't think it's not that she doesn't. I was thinking this too, but. If I reread it, it's not that she's not getting the sexual innuendos. It's that she's, she I think, so... She just doesn't have time for it. Yeah, I think she's so in the afterglow of her wonderful day shopping and very self-absorbed that they keep making sexual innu- innuendos at each other. And then she just keeps piping up and being like, hey, uh, think about right. me. So yeah. I think she's just, it's not necessarily Fair. going over her head. She's just not listening. Um, they talk about Tinky Winky, the Teletubby. Ugh. More 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they talk about homosexual monkeys. More 90s. Oh, like, yeah. oh yes. It. Okay, so um, she goes, uh, the, the sister all of a sudden is like, hey, P.S., did you know the dolphins are the only animal that uh, has sex for pleasure? And I, my note immediately is, nope, bonobos. And <laughs> then... <laughs> and otters. <laughs> and otters. No, that's not like the same thing. too much. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's still it's still too raw, Aaron. That I'm wound sorry. is I'm sorry. get your salt and go away. I'm sorry. Um so then our girl is like, actually there's a there's a monkey in Africa that like, you know, it's and and dolphins too. They have like fin in vulva sex and like it's they do they do what? a lot of different they do a lot of different kind of sex. Yeah. That's that's both um, what we would call homosexual and heterosexual, but it's just like different do- dolphins coupling. Different they, I mean, dolphins. but dolphins also gang bang each other to death. So there's a, there's that. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: if I'm a dolphin, I don't know. Maybe dolphins can tell that dolphins look different, but I feel like all dolphins pretty much look the same. So if you are a quote unquote gay dolphin, it's just because you couldn't tell what kind of dolphin. You were with. I well, feel no, like so dolphins will have fin into vulva sex, and they'll also have penis into blowhole sex what yeah oh yeah yeah dolphins have a very rich and varied sex life uh, <laughs> how do you know so, that like i just don't know Here's- well i went to so i went to the museum of sex and one oh, time I've, yeah. I've been a uh, many times um but one time the, the like they have rotating exhibits mm-hmm. and one time it was um it was the because we talk about sexual orientation as if it's just like a human phenomenon. And people I'm are like, so no, it's not natural. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> people so are like, that's not natural. And I love this exhibit because it was like, there is nothing more natural than species of every kind um, just experimenting. <laughs> Aaron has wilted off to the side. I can't. All right. I'll get off my sexual orientation soapbox. Thank you. Here's the thing. You've already had one. <laughs> and so I feel like you've got to wait until next episode. Fair. Um, okay. So uh, Marie goes downstairs to another apartment in the building where her friend Hannah is. And she's going to go to a movie with her. And then later she's like, I'm going to spend the night with Hannah. So empty and it is apartment ready on. for sex so, so so they do some interviewing yeah. but it's a lot of him just like casually touching her arm and her being like i'm a professional <laughs> fuck i'm a professional uh-huh <laughs> and um, then oh and then i just have to read the way this this leads up a bit mm-hmm. because he says jane i want you wait what go ahead during dinner Marie gets up to kind of like clean her plate and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about the clothes they bought. And she's like, yeah, Caroline helped because I don't even know what colors look good on people. I don't even know what colors look good on me. And he's like, red. Red red looks looks good good on you. And he's like, she's like, oh, like the red dress that hypnotized you into kissing me against your will. And he's like, no, I've been thinking about it a lot. And it wasn't the dress. It was the woman in the dress. It was the woman in the dress. um, And then he, his thumb brushed the side of hers. And he goes, you have soft girl skin. And she's like, I'm a girl. And he's like, I noticed. (laughs) So, um, so it's already starting to heat up a little bit before the interview even starts. So he's like, I want you, Jane. And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. But she also doesn't pull away. She goes, I'm a reporter traveling with you. He kissed the corner of her mouth and Mm. felt her melt a little. You better Mm. come up with a better reason than that within the next three seconds or you're going to find yourself very naked very soon. (laughs) And it's it's so good good yeah and he tells her about the uh, some of like the fantasies he's had about her over the past Mm -hmm. like week or two and she's she loses it she's just like yep this is this is the best idea we've ever had this is on so they start making out fabulous she kind of straddles him on the couch oh yeah 
So he takes off her blouse and then he sees her silk camisole underneath and he goes, is that what you wear instead of a bra? And she looks at him with like a lustful gaze and is like, sometimes I don't even wear this. And it's so good. And so then it keeps going and she's like, you know, she's got her hands all over the place because she's becoming honey pie. Basically, she's allowing herself to be her alter ego a tiny bit. And He's like, what do you want? And she goes, I want to I wanna lick your tattoo. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fine by he's me. Just like, so he stands like, up. Yeah. She kneels in front of him. And she. And he's like, for the record, next time you do not have to ask. Yeah. You never have to ask. <laughs> you can just lick away. So then um, she takes off his underwear. And she sees that like the tattoo goes all the way down. And then the bottom is like a little banner that says lucky. So it turns out he got this tattoo when he was like super high on on opioids. Oh, he was hammered. He doesn't even remember it, but he's yeah. like glad he got it now. Uh-huh. So she gives him a blowjob. They go to the bedroom and they have, yeah, all the sex. Did you have a problem with anything in this uh, sex scene? I had zero problems. Zero problems, really. Wait, did I have zero problems? Were you blinded? Because ahem. Maybe. Well, he's like He's like, I have to apologize because I, I like, I don't think I'll be able to last very long. No, it's not that. It's oh. that when he reaches down her pants and starts to touch her, mm-hmm. she says it wouldn't have taken much more and she would have been gone, but she didn't want to orgasm by herself. She wanted him yeah. to come with her. That didn't just like uh, make you go into a fury ball. You know, usually okay, it does. It does. No, you know what? What makes me go into a fury ball is when the man makes that executive decision for the woman. Oh, I, I was fine because it was her decision. It was a stupid choice. Yeah. It was a dumb was, ass wrote, choice. Why? 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 Why but not? It wasn't, just do it, it was again when he does. Choice. I don't understand. I know, right? You you are capable of having multiple orgasms in very quick succession. Uh-huh. Like this is not this is not a problem. But uh, no, I mean it was her choice, and I was I was going to respect her agency, Aaron. <laughs> I did not agree with the choice, but I'm fine with that. And then, no, the one thing I did, so the one thing about this novel that did eke me out a little bit Mm -hmm. is the, um, the description about feeding kisses. Like he (laughs) fed her all the kisses and that didn't bother me. She was feeding him all the kisses. Yeah, they're hungry mouths. But the feet, just the word fed and in conjunction with the feeding was weird. Also, the word hot was way overused in this book. Like there was Mm. his hot erection, his hot chest. You know what, though? I was thinking about it. I think that's a very 90s thing, because when I was in middle school, my dad um, like gave me some money and was like, take your girlfriends and go get all of the cheapest, most awful clothes you can find, because what else are girls going to do at Ross? And I ended up with this white shirt with flames up the sides and on the front, like over the boobs, it said hottie, because that was very like that <laughs> yeah, time okay. period. I, fair. So that's I, fair. I was fine okay. with it. I forgave it. It made me nostalgic. So the next thing that happens is there they do another game and no, then, so she fucks off in the middle of the night yeah she, she's just she like leaves. i don't know how to handle my life goodbye yeah. and she leaves but she can't find her underwear mm-hmm. and uh i whoo boy so <laughs> <laughs> she goes to the game and she's like i don't know how to handle any of this she's a little worried like marie found them or like the old woman who stays with marie found them mm-hmm. but don't worry they didn't Whew. so 
they she goes into the locker room to do her pregame ritual mm-hmm. and he's not playing that night oh because it's really sweet because after sex he like throws away the condom and then he comes back and he's like hey do you have like what time do you need to leave and she of course overreacts and she's like oh god i'll just get my clothes right now and go like well, okay because fine. he's already treated her like a groupie once she was yes. like oh he's been sweet to me all night and now he's got what he wants and now he's like mm-hmm. what time are you going to get out of here Right. Which I thought was fair. A lot of times I feel Same. like people, the heroines are jumping to conclusions where the when they are like, he doesn't love me anymore. But right. every time she did this in this book, I was like, yep, fair assumption. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's been so hot and cold. Mm-hmm. He's been like attacking her and then being like, I can't talk to you for five days. Mm-hmm. She's getting a lot of mixed signals. And he and has so- this reputation for sure. Mm-hmm. So he comes back to bed and he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I asked you because I want you to stay Mm -hmm. because he wants to go for a hat trick, Mm -hmm. which Melody learned is a three point (laughs) conversion. I don't know, man. Moral of the story is they have sex three times that night. (laughs) I can hockey so well. So it's not necessarily a hockey thing. It's just just three. It just means three. I sports ball all the time. (laughs) So she goes into the locker room and she's like doing her thing. And she thinks she can leave because he's not playing that night. And he's like, you forgot something. She's like, oh, Mm -hmm. God. So she goes over and she's like, I thought you weren't playing. And he was like, well, I need you to do this because I might I might have to go in. And really, I just want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's like, you're a big she dumb says, dodo. <laughs> you big dumb dodo. Thanks, he said through a wicked grin. But that wasn't what I was talking about when I said you forgot something. She'd given her pants dropping speech, shaken the captain's hand and called Luke a dodo. She hadn't forgotten anything. What are you talking about? He leaned forward and said just above a whisper, you forgot your panties in my bed last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my note is lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything hotter than like a semi-public quasi-dirty talk? I don't know if there is. <laughs> we're like, we're like, did somebody else hear that? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Luke is the master at that. He's really good at that. Say. Every time oh, she boy. does this talk, there's like something little he like adds in uh-huh. and then disappears and goes and plays like. <laughs> Bye. Oh, the best game of his fucking best life. Good hockey. Mm. He's just so good at hockey. He goes and at, does that Between hockey. the pipes. Uh. <laughs> Look at you throwing so- out hockey stuff. <laughs> I know. Good job, Melody. <laughs> I love how much you've been saying good job, Melody, because it's from good job, Ember, isn't it? <laughs> good job, Ember. <laughs> Melody, listener, Melody <laughs> says to her son all the time, good job, Ember. <laughs> good job. Whoa. Good job helping clean up, Ember. Wow. What a helpful boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. So um, after the game, he says he has something to give to her, and he pulls her into a supply closet that's in the tunnel. Well, because she's like, this is a terrible idea. We made a mistake because she doesn't want to get her heart broken. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. And well, she also doesn't breaks. want to get fired either. Totally. Yeah, this is... And she yeah. really doesn't want to... This interview that she got from him is like a big deal. It's going to be like a... Because she's the only reporter to have interviewed him. And he's like one of the top 10 hockey players in the world. So mm-hmm. this is going to be like a special report article thing in the Seattle Times. And, and she if doesn't everyone want anybody thinks that, that... Yeah. yeah she's sleeping she with him. She traded sex for this. Exactly. So, it would be bad news bears. 
He pulls her into the supply closet. She's like, yeah, I don't know about this. And he's like, here's your panties. I'm locking the door. Let's mm. get it on. And so she kind of slows it down. And then they they realize that they can't leave the supply closet because there's a lot of people in the tunnel. Because so, everyone will see. Yeah. So she just kind of like sits on a bucket and they talk for a little bit. And she says. And she, oh, she tells him that after watching he and Marie it makes her wish she had a brother mm-hmm. and he gets a puck straight to the heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not, have you ever, I don't know why I'm asking you this question. I think that's what he said. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. I think I'm going to find it. Go okay. ahead. No, have I, have I ever what? This, I know the answer to this is no, but you've never mm-hmm. been hit with a pot, hockey puck. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have been hit in, hit straight in the forehead with a softball like like a lobbed softball tough 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 day um getting hit with a hockey puck is like the worst pain i mean oh yeah i got hit right under the clavicle with no pads or anything with a hockey puck it was like the worst bruise i've ever had in my life it was horrible and so when you said hockey puck straight to the heart, and I don't know if he said that because it was mid, you know, after midnight when I was at this part, um, I didn't feel like that was a good thing. I felt like, oh, God, that could kill a man. <laughs> okay, so she says, you make me wish I had a brother. His thumbs stilled through the space that separated them. He looked into her green eyes and all thoughts of kissing her came to an abrupt halt. And he felt as if she'd just puck shot his chest. That's what that means, right? Yeah, fair. Okay, I didn't read that. A hard smack to the sternum that left him stunned. Yep, I lost it. Sorry. Because he's Um, just like, oh, God, my love for her is whacking me in the heart place. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rachel Gibson is a better wordsmith than me. (laughs) Right in the the heart place is where it hit her. By Melody Carlisle. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... So he's then, then like, he oh, I can't is, do this yeah, ever he's again. He's like, nope, th- I got to ignore this, this terrible. woman. I don't want to fall in love with her. That's a bad, bad, bad idea. So I got to. So they go on the road. She she packs lipstick and a red halter top because he said that she looks good in red. And she's just like, oh, we had the best sex ever. Now he's he ignoring me told again. told me, like, what the fuck did I say wrong? And again, she feels like, oh, I'm just a groupie. Like, yeah. he wants me when he wants me, and he doesn't want me when he doesn't want me. And mm-hmm. this isn't about feelings. This is just about he gets horny sometimes, and I'm near him. So um, she's upset. And she goes and has dinner again with Darby in, in a hotel restaurant, and all the guys are hanging out in the bar, and he sees her having dinner with Darby, and he sees her talking to another sports reporter is that it no no they go out and join the guys and she's trying to get a rise out of him in some way because she's just like what the actual fuck dude Mm -hmm. and so they're like hey are you working on your next single girl thing and in her brain she's like no because all i can think about is luke Mm -hmm. but then abruptly she's just like so are one night stands a good idea oh right they're They're like what's your next call i'm gonna be and she's like yeah whether one night stands are a good idea. Yeah. And they're like, why are you thinking about having one? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, there is this really hot sports reporter. So I don't know. And Luke like gets up from the table. There's like steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and gets darts and comes back. And he's like, I deserve that rematch. I want to try to win mm-hmm. my 50 bucks back. And she's like, I don't think so. And this is the kind of jealousy that I think is okay. Like as long as. It- yes. If he was like, I'll murder him, where is he? That's a different thing. But this is like an appropriate 
jealousy. It I is. like and, this. And jealousy is a completely human and okay emotion if it's properly managed. And this is one of the places where he absolutely does that. Right. He's just like, cool. Well, fine. I well, want to swoop in and again. play darts with her. And maybe yeah. that swooping will prevent her from having a one night stand with this other man. Right. So. They so she beats him darts. soundly at darts, which yeah, I love. I love that she just keeps on trouncing my him. My favorite line in the book. Mm. He's losing at darts again. And she goes, now remind me, why do they call you lucky? <laughs> she asks as they reached mm-hmm. for the darts. He pulled them back out of her reach. A smile that told her he was remembering her on her knees, kissing his tattoo. I'm sure if you think long and hard, you'll remember the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks long and hard. Do you get it, oh, Melody? It's like I, a I didn't even, you know what? I didn't even pick up on that nuance. And I, I need love, to thank you. I love that line. I and then to she's thank like, no, I don't remember. Some things just aren't that memorable to me. It's good. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Damn. And uh, so he follows her up to her t- hotel room because he um, he says something, he says some fuckery. Yeah. And, oh, uh, a lot of things. Because she's like, he, you know, she's like, I don't remember. And yeah. he's like, I could remind you. And, you know, she's like, I don't need reminding. And she's like, it wasn't that great. And he's like, why'd we do it three times if it wasn't that great? You know, a lot of that. Then he's just like, she's like, I'm sure you can go find some other girl to do your sex to you if your ego needs stroking tonight. And he's like, I don't want anyone else. I want you, Jane. And she's like a puddle on the floor. So she's like, okay. No, and she's also like, how fucking dare you? You've yeah. been treating me like shit the past three days. You can't just show up here and sweet talk me and think you're going to get like right at my labia. Get out of mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like, you know what? No, I can't take this. Hands him the darts, goes up to her room. And then within minutes, he's like pounding on the door being like, I need to talk to you. Right. And so, so he says again, he just wants her. He's got feelings for her. He's not going to fight it anymore. They do fight it. They do sex again. Well, and this time, this is the type of, uh, this is the type of making love that I don't mind because they never actually say that it's not exposition in this case. They talk about how he's looking at her in this like different intense way. Mm -hmm. And he's like asking her, he's like trying to savor certain moments and, you know, it's it's very, very hot and mm-hmm. it's very, very good. And afterwards, you're like, oh, damn, mm-hmm. that was making love. Mm-hmm. And I was there for it. it was Thank good. you, Rachel Gibson. <laughs> so then um, <laughs> we kind of fast forward a little bit through like they're dating now. They're going to they start fast forwarding. Yeah. yeah. So they go on a date to Snoqualmie Falls um, mm-hmm. shortly after. They go to the diner from Twin Peaks. I've been on that date, exactly, (laughs) except I went on a hike in the middle. That's a great date idea. Great. (laughs) And then he, at one point, gets her a crystal shark because the guy's color sharky because of the darts. And um, And they're just having a good time. They're doing good. And then... The honey pie article comes out. Every once in a while, she's been like, I'm really worried about this thing. But I also know that he will break up with me immediately if I tell him about this thing. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to hope he never finds out. And and I, I don't think it was that obvious anyway. And boy, howdy, girl. Yeah. It was the most obvious thing I've ever seen in my whole yeah. life. She's, she's not sure if he'll even know it's him and her that she was writing about. She sent it in before they were together. And she just kind of like wanted to get it out of her system after he kissed her that one time. 
and then Kissed she sent and then it. was a dick to her. She yeah. sent it in the in the haze of them just being in a fight about like, do you like me or don't you like mm-hmm. me kind of situation. And she was sure that nothing was going to happen with her relationship. And because of that, he would never suspect that she was the one that wrote it. Yeah. Which is ridiculous of except, her. Yeah, except that <laughs> she perfectly describes her red dress that all the hockey players saw. Yeah. She talks about, she verbatim says things that he said to her, including but not limited to, are you cold or are you just turned on? Like, it's insaney pants. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hand it to him and they're like, do you know Honey Pie? And he, bless him, is like, what could this possibly be? Like, there is no Occam's razor in his brain at this no. point. He starts going on this paranoid rant about how somebody must have been following them. Like, I'm honestly mm-hmm. shocked he wasn't like, I think your apartment is tapped. It was right. so silly. Like, he literally, in this thing, this uh, hockey player named Lucky like literally leans into her and is like, are you cold or are you turned on? And like, I'm more of a doer and all the stuff that he said that night. Every single thing. I want to suck a bruise on you to smooch it better. uh You know, all that. Mm -hmm. So, um, she breaks down and she's like, I'm honey pie. And he's like, how could you do this to me? I trusted you. I, I iced my knee in front of you. I opened up to you like mm-hmm. you know that I'm an incredibly private. I you know I hate it when people write things about my personal life. How dare you do all of this? And she goes she goes, "Well, I'll make it up to you because I love you." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Then I'd hate to see what you do to people you don't love." <sighs> and I ouch. Ugh. Yikes. Oh. He read her so hard. Mm-hmm. He read her like the fucking dictionary. <laughs> Ouch. This is the worst breakup since no. when Scott ties a knot and For she real. was like, you'll understand if I don't write. And I was like, ah, ooh. <sighs> bad breakup. That was real yeah. sad. And so um, they're sad and lonesome. So then she goes home and she's like, my dad had a heart attack. Yeah, she cannot. <laughs> she's like, my dad's having a heart attack. She can't go into the locker room and face him. She's like, no. I will just start crying. So I need I a way it. out. So she goes back to Seattle. But then she gets her life together. Yep. They come back to Seattle and she's like, I have a job to do. And she goes to the game and mm-hmm. she tries to do her job normally. She tells him, you big dumb dodo. And mm-hmm. he has this like glacier stare at her. He won't look at her. He's obviously like trying to put his emotions under wraps and then i love this so much because it's like the script gets flipped a bit and she's like you know what no i'm not gonna leave with my tail between my legs luke is worth fighting for Mm -hmm. and so she pulls the same move he did goes to the end and leans against the tunnel wall and waits for him to come out and he's the first one out of the tunnel because he just wants to get home and Mm -hmm. get out of there suit and tie (sighs) suit (laughs) and tie (laughs) and so she's like i want to talk to you there's something i need to say and it's important Mm -hmm. and so he pulls her into the janitor's closet so at the beginning of the book caroline says something to her that she when they're talking about her past relationships and stuff and she says you never really invest in a relationship you've always got one foot out the door you're always ending relationships before they start you're You're always creating escape hatches for yourself so she explains this to him she's like luke you know, I've always been in these relationships where I'm not committing to it and I'm always trying to find a way out so I don't get my heart broken. And I realized that I submitted that honey pie because I wanted to make sure that I would never, you know, fall in love with you and, you know, all that because and I, I would knew be the one to end it. Yeah. I yeah. knew that this was on the horizon. So, and I knew that you would hate it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
So she's like, I just wanted you to know that. And I just hope that we can be friends. And he's like, I do not want to be your friend. And, and she's, she's like, like okay, oh, I understand that. I got okay. it. And then um, he, he says, locks the door. He blocks no, the he door. Puts his, he puts his hand on the Yeah, she the tries to leave. And her. she's like, why yeah. won't the door open? Because, again, <laughs> she's roughly seven inches tall. And yeah, he's, he's, about, she's about the size of a weasel. Feet tall, right. right? So she's like, "Why won't the door open?" And then she realizes his hand is on the door above her. Sexy. Mm-hmm. So then, hot. Um, so hot. He says, "Oh," and she takes in the cotton scent of his dress shirt mixed with deodorant. Yep. <sighs> and he says, "Don't play games, Jane." And she's like, "I'm not playing games." And he says, "Then why would you tell me you love me in one breath, and then next tell me that you just want to be friends?" Mm. I have friends. I want more from you than that. I'm a selfish guy. If I can't be your lover and I can't have all of you, I don't want anything. His life's it's... been terrible without her. He's missed her so much. He loves her so oh. much. <sighs> and then they are together. Then forever. they're together. Then they're husband and wife. There's this little scene. At the end there where they're, she's back in the dress, they're on the observation deck mm-hmm. of the Space Needle, and they've been married for several weeks, and they're smooching, smooching it's up there. It's so good. It's so good. I, I mean, this alpha male worked for me so much. Mm-hmm. It worked. And he's not really a bad boy. He kind of was, but not really. He kind of I mean, he, he's been to rehab, like... Yeah, oh. he's a bad boy. He, like, he <laughs> did a lot of ladies and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That isn't. I don't He's know. Always I up that on makes those you a bad Barbie boy girls. or a bad girl. I don't know. I think so. I think it works. But you can't actually have like a real, real bad boy in a romance novel, or That's it does true. not work. It can't be totally. like, ooh, he's a serial killer. Like I'm sure they're out there, but like, yeah, those aren't. That's not a good book. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, do you have a self love recommendation? I'm trying to think of one. You know what? I have one. Okay. Good. Okay. Mine is a different version of like embrace your weird, you know, because, you know, I love I love romance novels. I love a lot of things, but I'm also I also really love like the macabre. I love the occult. I love thinking about serial killers and murders and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, guys, I can't even tell you the. So I listened to last podcast on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so good and so funny. And I was introduced to them by my friend, Sarah, who was like an early adopter mm-hmm. of the show. I'm thankful to her for a lot of things. But last podcast on the left is like probably top 10. They just came out with a 300th like episode event where they're like, we're going to do a four episode deep dive into Jonestown. Oh, yeah. I've been and listening to I that too. literally did mm-hmm. a happy dance in a parking lot. When <laughs> I realized when I saw the episode name, I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is so exciting. Um, yeah. So check out that. And, and more than that, don't apologize for the things that you love. Examine them if you want to. Figure out why you love them so much and why you have the fascination and and let that teach you something about yourself. But I just love it. I love that they can make fun of really incredibly serious things and make make something that was so horrific just a delight to learn about. And uh, I don't know. I feel like that's sort of what we we want to do here too. We're not we're not afraid of of making fun of things when they deserve it, but we also just because it comes from like such a place of love i just love doing this and they love doing their podcast and it's so good Mm -hmm. so that's my (laughs) self-love can i tell you that so my friend read the so the article that was on parent.com 
this week? The article that made both of us cry. Cry. Guys, we got this review on parent.com that was just, I have never, I've never had anybody, I don't, I'm going to say this in a really pretentious way, Mm -hmm. but I've never had anybody like look at my art and like see into my soul. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Yes. I fucking love doing this. This is one of my I creative love doing outlets. This. I was, I've just never thought of it as my art. No, no, but but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I they've got it. I've never looked at it. something that I've done and been like, I see your soul. And I kind of feel like she did yeah. in a lot of ways. It was, it was wonderful. I just like. I just felt like yeah. it was a love letter to what we've been doing for the past three months mm-hmm. in in like a and still in a critical way she was like hey guys you need to we all need to apologize hi my name is melody and i need to apologize for the first five episodes because the learning curve was rough yeah and i'm still learning three so she so she in this article she said um if you're gonna start listening to our podcast you should start with episode four a shade of vampire and my friend who has not listened to the podcast read the article and she was like she, she came up to me and she was like Oh, you guys read A Shade of Vampire? Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't not. What are you doing? I wish you didn't have to edit all of that out. <laughs> Amazing. Can I tell the listener what happened there? <laughs> yes. So, listener, I was telling my story, and Melody just picked up her FaceTime phone that we're FaceTiming on and then just ran to the bathroom. And I'm like, am I supposed to keep telling my story? Because your microphone's not going to pick you up. You're in the bathroom peeing while I'm talking. And then she turned the phone away from me, and she was like, I have to do this because I'm not wearing anything under my onesie, and you're going to see my tits. (laughs) You're going to see my tits. (laughs) So my friend comes up to me. She had read the Parrot.com article, but she hasn't listened to the podcast. And she's like, I saw in the article that you guys read A Shade of Vampire. And I was like, oh, yeah, we did. And she goes, I've read the first 45. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like. (laughs) And wait, wait, here's what I love about Erin. Because I would have been like, oh, really? Uh, well, I don't know. If you'll, I would have danced around it for a while. And Erin was was just like, like, listen. Um. You might not. We hated, <laughs> we that, hated nonsense. that so much. And we spent roughly 45 minutes being like, who would be stupid enough to read 45 of these? <laughs> I was like, so maybe don't listen to the, the thing. Or if you do, like, try not to be offended. And she was like, oh, I know. They're terrible. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So um, I, I wanted to just join in your self-love recommendation for just embracing your weird and whatever you do. If you read books that you're like, these are terrible yeah. and I acknowledge it, but I'm going to keep going for another 44, go That's for right. it. Do it. Do it. So I just have to say, Allison, thank you for telling us about that gorgeous review that you wrote. We were not Wonderful. expecting it. It was such a surprise. It has literally made my whole week. Like, I really feel like you get me in a way. That... <laughs> I don't know. I just felt so seen. Uh-huh. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because a lot of people, even my friends are like, hey, P.S., I haven't listened to your podcast because um, it sounds kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they haven't yeah. said that. But that's sort of what I get from yeah. the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt seen Mm -hmm. and it was really nice. Yeah. So thanks. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, Heaving Bosoms Podcast at Gmail, Heaving Bosoms Podcast on Facebook, at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram. On Instagram. At heaving underscore bosoms on Twitter. Did we miss any? I don't think so. But yeah, reach out. Talk to us. We love we love hearing from you. We love bantering on Twitter. We love all yeah. of it. And just FYI, we're like three months deep in five-star review recommendations. So if you've yeah. recently made a five-star review recommendation because you've recently listened so to our hard. podcast because of all the hype we've been getting recently, it's going to be We're not like, ignoring you. We're not. It's it's just going to happen. But it like might March. be April. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're we're definitely trying, um, and we and and can we talk about a, a worse problem to have? <laughs> right. I, I just didn't want anyone to be like they said those if we fucking bitches five star reviewed them that we do, they do our book and it's been two months. I don't. Oh no! Wait wait wait! Tanya read me for filth. So our friend Tanya, she sent she was early on like, hey, I'm gonna support your podcast, mm-hmm. and then she sent a, an email being like, here's a book I think you want me to read, but she waffled so much in the email mm-hmm. that we were both like, oh, Tanya's gonna give us a different recommendation. Also, so she's our didn't. friend. She's not gonna stop listening. <laughs> hey, Tanya, like, what? What? <laughs> we're not gonna do your book. What are you gonna do about it? Not be our friend? No. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Okay. Well, all right. But um, but yeah, she was just like, hey, P.S., don't think I haven't noticed that you've been doing all of these strangers books. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a dick. Um, we're going to get to her book, too. Yeah, we'll no get worries. to that one. We'll get to yours. We're going to get to all of them. Yeah. So um, I've got it if you okay. want to go. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love getting puck shot to the <laughs> chest. <laughs> Which is not good. <laughs> It's the biggest bruise I've ever had. It, like, spread through my boob. It was, like, a huge bruise. You know what? It's okay if it's heart-shaped. If there's a, <laughs> if there's a heart-eyed emoji-shaped bruise. Okay. All right. This is going to be another three-hour podcast. We tried. Bye. All right. We did. All right. Bye, all right. Uh, Love you. Love you. Uh, bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.